I also got up at five today, so. here sorry uh guys guys, welcome to another edition of big trouble little podcast episode 251 i'm joe dubs i'm andy i'm chaz i got juice chaz got juice chaz got juice (laughs) i'm zach we're gonna score big yeah so we're still we're still going on the chaz mystery theme um for his movies that he picked and we're gonna be talking about requiem for a dream um who is directed by darren aronofsky uh which by the way i found out he did the wrestler so i'm like i was like whoa (laughs) what a fucking he must have upgraded from this film um but anyway (laughs) we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be talking about (laughs) that's not what you did there that's funny (laughs) We're going to be talking about this movie, so I guess let's get into it. Requiem for a Dream. This movie is literally drugs. <laughs> like it, it, It's like I took an acid trip, and it ended, and then I was sad because of all the depressing shit that happened towards the end. It's not uh, even an acid trip. It's not even anything magical. You just immediately jumped to bad trip, and just it was all depression. Mm-hmm. It's all sad. This movie is very depressing. Well, it it revolves around four characters with essentially a dream. The mother wants to be on television because she's a television junkie and she's trying to lose weight. Jennifer Connelly. Uh, they, they, I mean, eventually she does have sex with that guy who uh, who has a bald spot, but that's her therapist. Yeah, her, oh, no, her therapist. Okay. Yeah, Heath David comes later. Yeah, so, like, I guess in the past, maybe she did have sex with the therapist, and then when she finally met Jared Leto uh, character, like, he, she kind of stopped. But, uh, you know, her dream is to have a, a clothing store or fashion or whatever it looked like uh, based off of the pictures that she was doing. Uh, I guess Jared Leto's character, I guess he was, his dream was to be with her, essentially. You're overthinking it. They, there's not they, these characters should all just they just have addictions. That's that's the. Well, plot they do have movie. addictions, but they do have a dream. They they all have. Yeah, a, I mean, everyone wants something. Yeah, but they they all had a certain type of goal. Like even like Marlon Wayne's character, he, he was like wanting to be somebody. That's why he had that flashback of like his mom and stuff. He's like, I'm gonna be something. He's like, All you have to do is love your mama, <laughs> like. So, that, that, I mean, I get there's addiction, there's, you know, depression and stuff, and it shows that drugs are bad and okay, don't do it, because essentially what happens at the end is they all, you know, get fucked, pretty much, unless you, you know, get help. Actually, they, they all get monkey pod is what happened. Yeah. They all they all have a goal or something they want to attain, and they get the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's fun. 
Yeah, I I went into this because uh, if you went into the, oh, the viewers and the listeners wouldn't know, but our messenger, the first thing I said was, sigh, I hate Jared Leto. Uh, but he was like up and down for me in this movie. Like in the beginning, I was like, he kind of sucks. You muted yourself, Zach. I'm sorry, I was busy. I was trying to say, how fake was his New York accent, by the way? Oh, very fake. That's what uh, I thought. It's awful. Yeah. God damn. He dies from Boston. Yeah. The only person that actually had a decent uh, New York accent was Ellen Bernstein, uh, the Sarah Goldfarb's character. Yeah. Um, she was fine. Like the whole <laughs> when I said New York P- PTSD, uh, I just think of like old ladies sitting out in front of their apartment complexes and just like talking like that. Because I've I've passed many of those, and you're like, oh my god, everything's going crazy over here. Oh, you got the mailman's coming and all that stuff. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh god, this is crazy. Um, Marlon Wayne, like, is this Marlon Wayne's like first kind of like serious movie? Because everything he's always done has been, you know, scary movie, which was a comedy, and like the the Marlon Wayne brothers. uh, I didn't realize it was him because this wasn't a comedy at first. Yeah. Me either. I was like, I didn't know who it was for until I looked at the credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I thought he was decent in this film. Like, I, I enjoyed seeing him. But like, Jared Leto was something I was actually surprised about because I ended up kind of like getting into his character a little bit, where I wanted him to win. <laughs> but he always, he, he always like tried to like be good about it. Like, oh, we did. We don't need to like test our product and stuff. We need to sell the shit. And he's like, Marlon Wayne's like, let's, let's just test it out before we start selling it. And he's always like hitting that high. And obviously, when you keep on doing that, your addiction gets worse and worse. Clearly, they've never seen Scarface. Yeah. You don't get high off your own supply. That's the number one rule. When did they? Uh, I must have missed something. Because, uh, and by the way, if you haven't watched this movie, spoiler We do that every fucking episode, by the way. So, spoiler it's spoiler When did they get arrested, by the way? Is it when they were shooting up in the car in Florida? It was when they went to the hospital. Yeah. Was- he came in and he looked at his arm and he was like, ah, clearly. he's doing-. And then they, like, that doc walks out, takes all the shit out that the guy can't, like, try to shoot up. And then when he leaves, it's just assumed he proceeds to call the cops from there. Hmm. Yeah, that ER doc was a dick. He just actually he doesn't even treat him. This movie, yeah, all docs in this movie are actually portrayed as they are just like lifeless assholes. I mean, we are kind of lifeless assholes, but <laughs> yeah, I don't I was know. Say, the movie's realistic at very least, but <laughs> a little. I think I was kind of like mad, and I understand. Like, you know, I think it was very, very big. Even like, even in the seventies and eighties, where like diet pills were becoming like a big thing. If you remember during uh, <laughs> wrestling days, remember Stacker Two and all that Stacker stuff. Two. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like, I I got really pissed off at that doctor where like clearly she's like fucking high out of her mind and shit and like acting all kind of crazy. Like she doesn't get full crazy until she's on the subway and goes to the TV station area. But she's like. I don't know if this was her talking in her head or was she talking out loud when she's like, no, I'm not feeling okay. And it's talking about the refrigerator and shit. And she's like, all 
you know, uh, trippy and all that stuff. And he's like, here, here's a prescription of more pills. I was like, fuck you. Like, it's making worse for her. But, uh, there was so much, like, deep stuff, too. Like, she was addicted to TV. Uh, and, you know, there was, like, some backstory. I got really pissed off when she was talking about her dress. I'm like, fuck the pills just get another dress but then they like fixed it where she was like oh this is what i wore at your graduation and your father liked it and i was like oh okay i get that like that kind of makes sense don't do pills to do it but i kind of got that she the reason the red dress was important to her is because of that but like if they didn't mention that i think i would have been pissed off where i was like just fucking buy another dress this is weird um what do you guys have to say about it? like there's so much shit that we could talk about this so, like what topics do you want to talk about in this movie awkward <laughs> silence uh, I'm chance, just... chance i really want to know why you chose this movie you're gonna have to walk us down the garden path that is your decision making process and zach you kind of alluded to that you had something unique to say about this movie so the two of you each have to have something to say I'll let Chance go first. Damn it, I would say I'm reserving mine for last, but okay. <laughs> so well, I'll, go, I'll go then if you if that's what you want to do. I, I for so I'm gonna go down the, the process of why I chose the movie and then I'm gonna shit on the movie. <laughs> so but go ahead. Alright. So I never seen this before. I just always heard about it all the time and oh, this is a good movie and this is always in like a uh top fucking 50, 100 movies ever. You should see it before you die. It's always in those or something. Um, I didn't know, or I've kept forgetting over the years that Darren Aronofsky uh, directed this movie. Did he write it too? I think so. It's like, it's classified as an independent movie. So I think he did a lot of the nonsense for it. He co-wrote it with uh, Hubert Selby Jr. There you go. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> I've got, like, <clears throat> I've only seen, I guess I've only, this is the third movie his I've seen so far. Uh, I started with The Wrestler, and I did not have a positive reaction to that movie. Really? I watched it. I don't like it, no. Oh, we'll get down that path <laughs> probably later. But, um, and I saw Black Swan, and I was like, I like this movie. It's fucked up, but I like it. <laughs> we watched that here on the show. Yeah. So and then this I watched this one and I was like, I don't like this movie either. <laughs> it's just like uh and I'm starting to think he has like a a, a thing, a, a gimmick, and his gimmick is to just make movies about people in really fucked up shitty situations that they can't seem to get out of them or something. Sort of more or less. Um Yeah. I, I I liked The Wrestler okay. Like I'm not in love with that movie, but I think it's all right. I like Black Swan a lot. I really like the fountain. The Fountain is very divisive. A lot of people despise that movie, but I like it. But a lot of people love Pie and Requiem for a Dream. And I don't care for Pie, and I fucking hate Requiem for a Dream. So He also um, did Noah, by the way. Noah's Ark with I haven't seen that. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty sure he did that just to get a paycheck. Yeah, did he, he did. Decon- I was going to say, did he fucking deconstruct it or some shit? Did he do yeah, something it was, like it that? Yeah, it was terrible. It's not, he do like veers off the Bible and shit. It's fucking weird. I've, oh. heard, I've heard Mother is good, and I've heard The Whale is good, but I have seen neither. Oh, he did mm-hmm. The Whale? Huh. Yes. Yeah. 
well, okay. his, his I was kind of wa- I was kind of wanting to watch that one actually, but mostly just for Brendan Fraser. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, like I, but I, I went in this just like All right, I'm gonna watch this movie because I like one movie he did. I didn't really like another movie that he did. We'll see. And it kept going, and like 20, 15 minutes in, I was just like, this movie is so far up its own fucking ass. I can't stand this shit. Yeah, it gets like, really artsy fartsy like in the beginning, but then like there's like structure that happens and then it falls apart again. It see to me it gets more interesting in like the last third of it when like shit starts going haywire for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that that should be the part that's like, God damn, I hate I hate this stuff, but like that's where it actually kind of gets interesting to me. Uh but everything before that is just like a bunch of pretentious fucking bullshit. Honestly, uh, like it's just like a bunch of oh look, I can do quick edit cuts too, and make I don't know I, that shit got on my nerves. Uh, just this shit where like they're they're just fucking high as a kite, laying next to each other. I love you. No, I love you. So I, I'd love the idea of shutting this goddamn movie off, but I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> what, was, what was with the split screen, by the way? Like it, it almost looked like. Uh... One of those like point and click games and shit that happened he, in PlayStation. He thought he was being cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the movie has a lot of experimental and stylized videography and sound editing in it. And there's the only thing I like about this movie is some of the videography. Like some of the stuff, like when they get really stoned and there's like it's sped up or something. That's neat. It's, it's a cool yeah. way to show they're not in the, they're not in the right state of mind. You know, it's, yeah, it's, like it's I don't interesting. I, I don't hate all that stuff that he did, but the, all the quick edit shit, he did that too much. It was, there's too much. Yeah, the transitions, the sound tracks were fucking annoying. I was like, fucking stop with this fucking music already. I don't want to, I don't want to step sidestep uh, the rest of what Zach's saying, but real quick, I just, you know, we can put a pen in this and come back to it, but I fucking hate the sound design in this movie. I, I could barely sit through this movie. I paused it like five times and like took the dog out and like went and got something to drink. I cannot stand listening to this movie. I hate the stupid little like zoomed in macro sat- sounds of like people doing shit or whatever, cooking heroin or pouring yeah. a drink or rustling papers or I cannot stand it. I don't know if it's like some weird neurosis I have where I just don't like that kind of sound. Like like um in, in movies, I think I've talked about this on the show before, and if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But in, in uh, television shows and movies, whenever like someone pours a drink and instead of it sounding like a normal drink getting poured, they like foley it in and turn the sound way up. I, yeah. I can't stand it. It makes my skin crawl. I hate oh, that sound. Like you just hear it. Yeah. It's like way overdone. And, yeah. And this movie does that for four fifths of its runtime. And it's just, it's yeah. so hard for me to sit through. It, it does that for, it, to be fair, it's weird I'm defending this because it, it's an idea that it's an execution. It doesn't work. Cause I agree with you. I just, I, the way it makes me feel is like nails on a chalkboard, but it's supposed to do that. As this movie plays, those the actual volume, like the raw volume for the sounds that are being played, gradually get louder and louder to the point that they are supposed to be irritating because the, by the end of the movie, you were supposed to have had the uncomfortable sense of someone who was withdrawing because of everything they're feeling. Like, it's supposed to make you feel that way. 
it just sucks because feeling that way is awful, and that's not what I want out of a movie when I'm trying to escape to enjoy something. It's like, oh, great, thank you. I just felt like what withdrawal is like. Now I need to go take a cold shower, you asshole. Good. Uh, you, you made my argument for me. I was When you were done, I was going to politely wait for you to finish and then say, I don't want to watch a movie about that. I don't want that movie. <laughs> yeah, me either. This, this movie's an hour and 41 minutes long. That's I, an hour and 41 minutes I could have spent watching The Sopranos. Oh, my God. This is something else I want to do right long. now. Doesn't doesn't this movie feel like it's three hours long too? Yes, oh, it does. Yeah, what it the hell? So it's it's, it's supposed to time it's dilated. And yeah, shit. But I realize it's supposed to. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to look uncomfortable and unkempt and messy and dirty. I don't like that. I don't like this movie. I don't like the characters. There's no one in this movie to root for. Like I like a lot of like weird movies, and I I'll I'll become borderline apologetic about my movie taste on some days because I like some some weird ass shit. And some abrasive nonsense and foreign art house. Who cares? But like, at bare minimum, you got to have a character in this movie that I'm really rooting for. That you and want to invest in. This, there's only this, one character. There's only one character in the movie remotely that you could root for, right? The, he gets the, the least amount of time. It's it's Mar uh, it's Tyrone. Marlon Tyrone's the only character at all that like you give what Marlon Wayne's character. He's no. remotely no no, no 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 not at all. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why because at the beginning of this movie. They're just getting high on heroin and doing whatever. And they say, hey, I really like getting high on heroin. You know what we should do? Sell heroin. More. Oh, yeah. wow. That's, oh, <laughs> I, I can't wait to see these guys succeed. You know, I, I named off Scarface earlier. And I do like Scarface. I do like Tony Montana. But it's not portrayed in this I'm going through withdrawal, terrible nails on a chalkboard style. It's like Tony Montana is kind of like a... A sympathetic character in a way. He's like, you know, he's, he's, it's it's hard to explain. But well, you brought up Scarface. Like they tried to be like top notch drug dealers, and like what annoyed me in this film is like when they ran out of the the quote unquote good shit. Like they acted like there was no other drugs on the market. Like they <laughs> could they they could have sold other shit to you know get money Instead, yeah they could have sold weed they could have sold fucking like that that's uh, the problem with the that's deals. part of the problem with the movie is that the narrative is so honed in on its own message like again the message in the art is so far up its own ass that they leave out logical plot holes like they don't fill them in like you just said there are plenty of other things that you would go and get you were in new york fucking city you <laughs> can find other drugs like there's so many other drugs they can have and don't get me wrong it, it, they're not they're not trying to portray them as these geniuses or anything uh so maybe that's part of it it's supposed to make you think oh well they're they're down on their luck and they're trying to find whatever but i mean again there's so many other routes i mean at the very beginning of the movie the dude's stealing his mom's tv and he's done it over and over i mean at that point why haven't they already resorted to other stuff anyway there's so much so much other bullshit in this movie that doesn't make any sense and it's because it's trying to, to push that message of, oh, well, this is how it feels, and anyone can go through this, and we all have our own addictions. And it's like, yeah, that's great. And it hits, a, it hits at home. You just made me feel bad about everything else going on. I'd watch this to try to avoid whatever else I'm dealing with anyway. Um, and, again, the other thing we talked about before we started the show, one of the things that actually does, does not actually get into at all is the fact that the opioid crisis had already started at this point and was a big deal in the late 90s, and they completely ignore it like it doesn't exist. And opioids are a much larger problem than heroin 
at this at literally at the time the movie's made not to mention it skyrocketed and become so much more of an issue so the fact that they just ignore it like it doesn't even exist is just tone deaf it would have been a much easier right too because they've got you know they're all on heroin except the mother who is on amphetamines it, she could have very easily been on opioids <laughs> yeah oh they had a, yeah such a, or an easy way to get to that point yeah. um yeah, I still would have hated the movie, and it still would have had no redeeming characters. But I mean, I've watched other movies about drug addiction and didn't hate them. Like sure. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Ray Charles yeah. movie. That that's the thing is, like, we're making it sound like we hate movies about. There are so many movies I've watched about drug addiction, and personally, for me, just to cover it. Like, I I have had to struggle and deal with with tragedies of drug addiction through my family, and I'm sure all of us have some story that it's related to that. But I mean, I've lost a lot of really close loved ones and friends to drug addiction over the years, and Again, it hits pretty hard at home. Doesn't mean that I'm going to hate every movie that's like it. This movie doesn't have a redeeming quality for it. It's just all depression, and it's just shoving it in your throat and making you feel very uncomfortable. And I'm not thinking about hoping something turns a corner or I get something exciting out of it. Um, it's even kind of like uh, comparing it to American History X. American History X is literally about Nazis. And I'm still rooting to hope that they turn the corner and figure out how to fix their lives. Even in that movie, I'm hoping the Nazis figure out a way to not be Nazis and, and sort their, lives, their own lives out. I'm, I, like That's literally the whole point of that movie, and then tragedy happens, right? Mm. In this movie, I'm not thinking about, oh, I hope this turns around or this happens next. I'm just like, I really hope this is over soon. Well, that's because that's all the, thing the whole goddamn movie. The, like, you know, movies have a basic act structure, and there's like, it's building, you know, there's, there's a problem, and the characters need to overcome it, and then there's like a climax or whatever. But... In this movie, the problem they're trying to overcome is buy more heroin to sell it. Whereas in American History X, the problem is uh, he's trying to get his younger brother to see what he has seen, to, to stop being a Nazi, to start being a better person. So if, if, if this was about they're hooked on heroin and then a character comes in and says, well, we got to get you guys cleaned up. This is no good. Then there we would have had something here. But so it's, it's okay. not that. Just, in their defense, that's hooked, they get more hooked. That's no. oversimplifying it a little bit. The, the the point of them wanting to sell more is that they can get to a point where they can get out of the shitty life they have, and then they can get clean. Like they even they even talk about like the stuff he keeps saying in his terminology is they they get to a point where they they can move away from being off of the shit and they can go have a better life and get out of the, the life they have, and. So I think they all have these aspiring dreams to get there. The problem is they're taking the wrong way to get there. Everyone in the movie is taking a drug to get to the thing that they want, and it ends up leading them. It's some, the whole thing I said before. It's a monkey paw. They end up with the opposite. Well, the, like I mean, they literally end up with the opposite. Like it's like tales from the crypt style. Like oh no, this is what you wanted. Well, sorry, this is what you get. So in the, like the worst way. So it well, it sucks. That's why like. Back to the Scarface, don't get high off your own supply. Look at the box of money that Marlon Wayans and Jared Leto's character like looked at. That box of money that they had could literally, they could live like kings in New York during that time. Instead, they still went down the path of uh, selling heroin to the point where, remember, <laughs> again, this is, this is the funny parts every time that I saw with Marlon Wayans, because Marlon Wayans, I've always seen him in comedies, but when he's in the limo, uh, you know, the, the limo with the gangsters and stuff. Y'all got a white driver. Y'all got a white driver. And all of a sudden, it's just, it's just shooting and stuff. Yeah. Like, that, 
goes to shit, now they lose their supplier because I guess they were taking the drugs from him and then selling it to a point of having a business. The Wikipedia article says, or the Wikipedia synopsis, I'm sorry, says that that shootout is between drug dealers and I can't, Sicilian mob or something like the that. Italian mafia. Yeah. And, yeah. and because of the heat from that, they can't buy drugs anymore. The movie doesn't tell you this, so I don't know why Wikipedia knows that. But... It, like they they vaguely cover it, but the way they tell it is so fleeting and quick. Yeah, they just, just say lost. something about it, and it's it's gone. He like, quickly says about the Italians. I can't find anything anymore. It's like what well, Angel can hook us up, and then he says, "Well, I have another guy, but he doesn't sell. He he only gives it out for pussy." And like that's that's literally where it dies. They just never cover it again, and they go, well, "I guess we just won't have any more." Even though they continue to get high, that's the other thing I had a problem with. We need more drugs. We don't have any drugs to sell. We don't have any drugs to do. We're out. The other girls over here just tweaking, ready to suck anybody's dick, and they're over here still getting high <laughs> randomly. Yep. What? Uh, <laughs> any sense? I also uh, I also want to shout out my old job uh, at a grocery store called Wall. No. no, no. <laughs> Uh, wall bounds when they go to the supermarket, they're out of business, by the way. But they go, oh, that's to- a real place. I figured they made it up for the movie. I so. thought it was like wa- Walmart, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. It was, oh, no, it it's a real like place, Walmart. okay. Uh, wall, uh, real magical place, and it doesn't uh, exist anymore. They, I, I that's what kind of like threw me off too because like they're trying to get drugs, but like they're going to another drug dealer to possibly what buy one little sample. Yeah, I'm gonna say something because I still didn't get to where I could explain why I picked this movie because it's not for the reasons you guys think, um, and I, I do I have regrets. But that that I, being I don't know said, why. <laughs> that that being said, this movie about like the under network of of drug dealing is clearly made by someone who just bought some pot off of someone a few times and thought, well, that's how the entire drug underground works. Yes. Like, it's covered in such a shitty way. This is not how drug dealing works. This was. This is part of my... This is going to be part of my presentation toward the end about why people like this movie and why they're all idiots. <laughs> yeah. Well... It, it's, it's really fucking stupid. No, you know, I'll just do it now. Uh, <laughs> I'll get to my part at the end. People see this movie, and there's, there's like kind of two unspoken audiences for this movie and one is like you're interested in drugs and you see this and you think oh man that really sucks i need to get my life back on track and if so awesome i really hope those people see this movie and i hope it helps them i'm not i don't want to watch this movie i hate it and i find it hard to watch i don't have a heroin problem i have a problem with caffeine and fat but whatever Make that movie. Oh, The Whale. I'll go watch The Whale. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he did make it eventually, didn't he? But the other the other one is is these people who want to like glorify drug use. And I think they're it's one of those things where they're like kind of missing the point. And a lot of the people I know who kind of dig on this movie have been or currently are drug users. Not like heroin or anything. I don't have any you know, buddies that are into that. But I do know people who've done it in the past. And like people see this movie and they think, oh, oh poor people, people on heroin, they're, they're all, uh, secretly Jared Leto style geniuses or they're, they're, they have problems that are, that, that aren't their fault or something. They're like misunderstood. That. Like, they, they have this idea that, uh, if, if you're hooked on heroin, you're going to write the next great American novel or you're going to start nine inch nails or what the fuck ever no some drug addicts are just drug addicts and that's what this movie is it's just people doing drugs to 
to no effect. Yeah. I, I, I understand there's like kind of a point to it. Chazzy did a good job of pointing it out. Like I see something in this movie I didn't see before, but I don't like it any better. And I really think a lot of people yeah. like this movie for kind of the wrong reasons. I'm not saying, uh, I'm not trying to say, it, it, it's hard to put into words what I'm trying to say. They, they just like movies about drug use. I think it's the easiest way for me oh, to. Put it. I, okay, can I help you? Okay, yeah. I, I have it. If anyone that watches this movie is like going to defend it without any real basis for what the movie is about, then within their top three movies, they're going to say Dazed and Confused and Pineapple Express are yes, in their top yeah, three yeah, yeah. movies. You like, got it. That it, it, it's like it's it has nothing to do with the actual content of the movie it's just the movie is about drugs you nailed it yes yeah, that's exactly it yeah that's that's the that's, mo- that's the movie one. where they shoot heroin and the eyes get big i love that movie man i love it yeah i yeah. You, you brought up a good point andy cuz it's wrong in, in the beginning of the movie like when they kept <laughs> doing the trans <laughs> we'll get into that <laughs> yeah you get pinpoint you don't actually get yeah, the, your, the, the, the yeah, i didn't even want to get into that i was like that makes me so fucking mad does your eyes are when you're I'm sorry, Dubs. Go ahead. You you brought up a good point because, you know, glorifying drugs. I understand why the transition happened because when the characters do get high, that's that's how they're feeling. And and I love what Chaz said before the, the show opened. Uh, you reminded him of the Icebreakers commercial. (laughs) (laughs) They'd pop one and all the hair would stand up and shit and their eyes would get all hot. Yeah, it's like, oh, this actually was a two-hour commercial about the dangers of eating mints. That's my fucking addiction, dentine ice. Listerine strips. Acid. Oh damn! I oh, was man. getting annoyed. I was like, they're kind of glorifying this shit because, like, when you watch other movies when they get high, you see them being like, "Oh yeah, this is so great." But then, like, obviously, it transfers. Uh, it transitions later in the movie of them fucking up off of this drugs. But every time the transition happened, I was just like, "This is fucking stupid." It, okay, so to be fair though, there are if it, that if the problem is it's overused. Like there's yeah. actually a couple of times when they do it, it it's brilliant in the way they do it because they find a person in the in a moment of a lot of stress in a specific scene, and they do a cut to that, and then they cut back, and it's it's like a mirror image of what you're seeing, but so many things have changed. It's like pick out ten things that have changed. The one that sticks out to me most is when they're in the car, or, or Jared Leto's in the car. I can't remember where he's leaving. Um, but he left he, his mom's house, I think. I think, yeah, he left his mom's house, and he's, like, really freaked out and upset about the fact that he he finds out she's addicted to amphetamines, because he's figured it out, he because of the, the teeth grinding and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, he's really upset, and it shows very clearly, like, how he looks in that moment. Uh, you know, he's, like, still somewhat cleaned up. Like, he doesn't look, like, completely disheveled at the moment. It's still daylight outside, but he's really upset. It, it skips, and he's in a taxi too, right? So you got to take that into mind. Right. Like The whole point is that you're, you were to assume when you see them do that action that they have stopped whatever they were doing and went and got high or did it wherever they were, and then they proceeded to live. So he proceeds to do that, and then it cuts back, and it is much later in the day. So he's wasted most of his day getting really high, mm-hmm. and he's gotten back in a taxi, and he's just like stone chill, and he just forgot about everything like a zombie, and he's like disheveled and shit again. So, like, that in itself was kind of cool. 
but you've already done it a hundred times and you do it a hundred more times. So it's then it just out. takes away from it's it. Exactly. Yes. It's totally overplayed, which really sucks because a few times they do it, it's like, uh, he does it, uh, whenever she leaves to go have sex with the, the, the bald guy, his girlfriend leaves to go and meet that guy. Steven she's or whatever. Gonna, I can't remember his name. Harold. I thought, no, Harold's the other character. What is this? Arnold? It's Arnold. Arnold. I think. Yeah. yeah the bald guy. She goes to have dinner with him and then she clearly, she's going to, he wants her to sleep with him. He's really upset, and he's he's thinking in his own head, like, I can't believe I've just sent her off to do this. And then he's just laying there, and then he gets really high. And then he's just, like, laying in a completely different way because he's totally fucked up. But again, it's you've already overplayed it so many times. You see, you see him, like, kind of imagining her sleeping with him, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. distressed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do drugs, Tim. Right. <laughs> what, yeah. was, what was the meaning... Of the dream seeing uh, Jennifer Connelly's character in the red dress, was he like linking that to his mom in some way? Yeah, I think so. Oh, at the end, uh, yeah, I, I guess. Well, yeah, they oh, kind of like tease it because, yeah, like, I don't know because yeah, they kept on like, I guess he always had like a problem loving someone because like he he had like you could tell that he has like a rough relationship with his mom uh and then he's like jealous when she's gonna have the first date with arnold and stuff it's like oh i'm just gonna go see my therapist and stuff which at a restaurant that's at a restaurant which was weird and because that's why i think like maybe she had a thing going and then she met jared leto's character and she's trying to go on the right path uh, yeah, I, think that's her, I don't think that's the first time, the two, because later, whenever she's about to have sex with him, she has to turn the lights out, and he says the line very specifically, you never needed the lights off before. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that just assumes that she's had sex with him before, Yeah, which means that either she had a thing with him before she met him, or she's been banging this guy the whole time to get to money, which actually negates her character entirely, right? Because her entire moral is built around, well, I won't sell myself to get to one thing or another. But if that's to be assumed that she's been begging him to get money, then she's been doing it the whole time anyway. Well, it might not have been to get money. He had a position of power over her. Maybe he exploited her, and she's just okay. That's that's true. See that, yeah. Well, that's true. But the only thing the 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 movie gives you though is is that I guess like you said, you could infer it a little deeper. But she mentions how she needs money, and her parents are at risk of cutting her off. So maybe that's part of it. It's still like money related. I think it's, but. it's showing um, this is one thing I do I, I'll, now. Okay. Now I'll defend the movie a tiny little bit. It, <laughs> it, it endeavors to show that each of these characters doesn't just do drugs for the thrill of it. They all have like a shitty background. They were poor or whatever. She was, uh, it seems like probably raped or, you know, she, she has problem with her family and then she was um, sexually abused by her psychiatrist, someone who's supposed to be helping her. So, you mm-hmm. know, now she's messed up. Now she turns to drugs to feel better. Um, obviously, Jared Leto and his mother, they come from poverty. And uh, uh, what's his name? Wayans. You, you saw oh, his mother wants him to do something. And so, if, you know, he, he comes from a family that is also impoverished, I guess. But the, the point is, they aren't like. Like I said, they aren't doing drugs just just to do drugs. Like they all have, they, they come from a um, a rough background, and that's that's the kind of people who would turn to drugs. Is what the movie's trying to say. So fair enough. 
And I guess Keith David has a prostitute ring where all rich people come around and yell, chant, come, come, come. While yeah, and shine flashlights in people's faces. <laughs> I mean, that's the most accurate part of the film. That's what people did in the late yeah. 90s and the early 2000s. They had sex parties like that. Yeah, double-sided dildos and shit. Yeah. They were just chanting. Ass to ass. Ass oh, to ass! That's where that line came from. I didn't know for like the longest time. It's in a Spoonie <laughs> review, and I was always like, so <laughs> I was thinking of, I was like, that's where that came from after yeah. all these years. That creepy old dude being like, ass to ass! Like, what the? He took it from a Darren Aronofsky movie. That's probably the, the, the most entertaining part of this movie, is that weird old dude yelling yeah. ass to ass. So getting like, <laughs> actually give our, our final opinion and our final thoughts. So the reason I chose this movie is that it's just simple. I had my theme. I had the idea of what my theme would be. And I had gotten a rather large list of different movies. And I wanted to pick movies that were different enough and scatter plot, but with are still within that same theme. And I've seen this movie exactly two times now. I watched this once when I was younger and was, and was like, man, this movie is terrible. Why do people like this movie? I don't get it. It's just awful. And also, it's not even an accurate depiction. It almost makes out people that are poor into caricatures of themselves because it's it's trying to think it's smarter than it really is. And again, I have so many different reasons for not liking it. That, that being said, I thought maybe, okay, well, maybe I was younger and maybe I'll, I'll think of it differently. Maybe it, it will be different because now I've went through a lot of my own maturity. I've you know, went through school, I've actually learned to try to deal with this because I have to, again, to some extent in my job, I have to deal with addiction. I have to deal with, with you know, teenagers that go through some of this stuff. So maybe I'll feel differently about it. Nope, I hate it that much more. I went through the That's... same journey. I was like, I saw this movie in college. I hated it. But since then, I've seen The Wrestler, Black Swan, and and uh, The Fountain. I liked those. And I've, you know, it's the same thing. I've like matured and grown and seen a bunch of other films and learned things. Maybe I'll like it this time because people seem to really like this movie. Nope, still hate it. Hate it more. I hate it more than I did. Because before I was yeah. like, eh, movies, I don't like it. I'll probably never watch it again. Now I'm like, I fucking hate that movie. And I'm going to actively steer people away from it from now on. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is definitely the movie that I, it's like, the there's a subreddit called Thanks I Hate It. This is like that movie for me, but also Aronofsky films in general. That I, at least the ones I've watched, it's only been three or four. There, every single one of them are great. I'm never watching that again, regardless of how I feel about it. I only want to watch it the one time. Like Black Swan being fitting in that the most recent of the ones I've watched. Um, I haven't watched a Wrestler yet. I really need to watch it um, to see what opinion I have of it. But uh, maybe I'll feel differently about that whole thing. But so far, every movie he's made, I'm just like, great. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. But uh, that being said, I guess I'll, I'll start with mine. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's a divisive movie. I don't. I don't think I can honestly say, "Oh, this is good. You're going to enjoy it. Watch it." I think for certain groups of people, or if cert, if someone wants something out of it, uh, related to addiction, maybe they should watch it. Even then, I don't know. There's so many other movies I would rather tell someone to watch that I think it's worth their time. Uh, I think this movie has has its own. Uh, head up its own ass and it misses the point and ironically it, the people that it attracts this movie is trying to be so deep that it ends up attracting the most shallow forms of people that like it that think they understand it and it's it's no it's it's not that good and in fact it misses a lot of the point of, of what it's supposed to really be about so I just I don't know I because of that I, I don't think I can honestly tell anybody 
regardless of party that they should watch it. So I'm going to say not recommend. Um, you know, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to not recommend this movie, but I think you need to watch it once just so you could say I watched it and I fucking hated it. Uh, because, because <laughs> I, like I said, I had a roller coaster. Like at times I was like, Oh man, this fucking artsy fartsy bullshit fucking split screening fake New York accent. Oh, that looks cool. Coney Coney Island. I, I did like the shot where they were walking past the uh the the cyclone uh ride in, in uh, Coney Island. Uh and it was like all the the vegetation, the leaves and stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's that's a cool shot. But then like it just got artsy fartsy again, all the transition. I fucking hated the soundtrack. Every time I heard, it's only the one song. There's not much of a soundtrack. I know, yeah. but it, they also had one other soundtrack. I just kind of ignored because they kept on playing the other one. Um, it just, I I didn't like this movie at all, and um, I wanted to like I. I, I kind of agree with Chaz a little bit. Like the only person I kind of rooted for, even though you did make a, a valid point, Andy, was Marlon Wayne's character. That that was the only one person I kind of rooted for because he didn't have like a girl girlfriend that was like bitching at it, <laughs> at him all the time. Well, he did have a girlfriend, and she was kind of like, "What are you doing?" And he kept on like looking at the mirror. He's like, "I guess he never had a a door that opens up like a mirror before because of his poverty state or whatever like that." <laughs> Uh, but like he, uh, I liked his character, um, Jared Leto up and down and I did kind of feel for him for a little bit, but all that artsy fartsy bullshit, I, I truly cannot recommend this movie. Andy, what about you? I was trying to think of a movie we have watched that I am less likely to watch again than this. And I'm having a hard, I would, I would sit down and watch Manos Hands of Fate again before I watch Requiem for a Dream. Did you I, guys say I not recommend actively, Suburban Commando? What's that? Suburban Commando, did you not recommend or recommend? Uh, I oh. think I didn't recommend it, but yeah, I'd, I'd watch that way before I watch this again. <laughs> it's got all <laughs> way before. I, it's just, I don't I, kind of the, some of the similar things that Chaz was saying. I feel like it's missing its own point. And also, it just lives way up its own ass. And, um, and it's a shame because later, like you can tell the man directing this movie is a good director. He's just directing bullshit. And then later he directs like some good stuff. Um, the only redeeming trait that I can find in this movie is maybe someone has watched it and said, oh, maybe I should like try to stop doing heroin. Maybe I should seek help. And if that has happened even once, then great job, movie. You did a good job. But uh, I'm going to, like I said, I'm steering people away from this movie. I hate this movie. I got to tell people not to watch it. And uh, before we get to Zach, rest in peace, Mark Margulis. He was in the uh, beginning. He was the guy who was buying the TV and selling it back to the mom. And he was also in Breaking Bad. He died recently. So rest in peace. Hmm. Zach, what about you? Uh. No, I don't think I can recommend this movie. Uh, I, it's pretentious, and uh, there's like Andy said, that's one of my biggest things about movies too. Is it's like there's nobody to fucking invest in in this movie, and it's like I used to say, it's like there's no likable characters. There's nobody like it's. That's really what I meant was you can't get invested in any of these characters and follow them, really. Uh, the I I felt bad for the mom 
that was the one thing I, I felt bad for her because her whole thing was she's alone. She's old. Her husband's dead. Her son's a weird drug addict that she has a hard time connecting with. They have fights <laughs> and she, what's her thing. She gets sucked into TV and she gets suckered by like a phone call and it, it flipped her whole life upside down. So I, that felt was bad. A, I felt that bad was a for scam, her. right? That was pretty yeah. much a scam, right? I'm pretty sure that was a fucking scam. Yeah, because <laughs> so, yeah, uh, then she gets an application and she gave them all of her personal information. Yeah. That's the whole thing is like they and maybe she could have gotten on, but it either way, it was likely a scam because she gave all of her personal information to somebody who she shouldn't have and they could just and, take all of her money. And nothing came of it. Yeah. Like nothing came of it except her going nuts off fucking amphetamines and she got electroshock therapy and now she's just like a husk. Yeah, so I, again, I and I know we were talking about it before and Andy was probably half joking. There are plenty of, of people out there that like fit the role for pill mills and other stuff uh, related to the, like, doctors, there are definitely some doctors out there that are this shitty. The yeah. point out there, oh, but yeah, definitely. This movie, this movie goes so hard into portraying doctors like v- villains and how hospitals handle things in such a bad way, especially the, the stuff with her. Actually, that's the stuff that makes me the most frustrated is that that is not at all how, how emergent or inpatient psychiatry works at all. No, like, yeah. not even remotely close. Like that's that was like pushing like a couple of stones away from one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Which Here, sign, it, sign this so we can give you sure. electroshock therapy. Yeah, like, that is not at all how that's handled. <laughs> Nor would that be how they would go about it, especially with what was wrong with her. Like, yeah, again, very good chance that too. Like her problem, what she had, she had some long term induced psychosis from this this medication. Like her, yeah. they don't explain that. They make it seem like every person that would take this would have that problem. Mm. She had an incredibly rare side effect from a medicine that induces psychosis that doesn't happen to anybody, like to a lot of other people, and it chronically built up. Like that's not what happens. It's it's not like the acute effect, like how pe- people acutely take drugs and withdraw and whatever. That's not what she was going through at all. It was a totally different thing. But they portray it like it's some common thing well, that can happen to, to anybody. That, that's interesting. That's interesting because I I was at a loss as to like what's happening. According to Wikipedia, she has amphetamine psychosis. I was like, is that a do you if you overdose on amphetamine, does this happen? The, yeah, the movie didn't explain that at all. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, no, no. What she's having is an incredibly uncommon to rare problem that it takes a, like you have to get a very high amount of amphetamines, but you also have to have the incorrect brain chemistry effectively to have that effect and it happens over a long period of time it is a perfect storm for what could happen if someone takes them and they're not supposed to take them uh. again it's the important thing of we learned that with say the save by the bell episode not everybody's meant to take speed <laughs> like, and that's the real thing but not everybody's built to take it some people are built different some people I'm can take so it because that, that being crazy. said she's very clearly hooked on pills so she uh, is but that's said, just, the movie that i guess i was just frustrated with how that was handled and especially how they handled they might as well have like had them like uh, rope her up to a, a fucking train and said, well, the train's gonna hit you, sweetheart. And, like, just left her. Because they were just treating them like they were vaudevillains. Like, that's... Well, the movie needed bad. to make its point. Uh, I was gonna do it, goddammit. It did. A large exclamation point. Sorry, I, I shouldn't your time there, Zach. My bad. That's fine. I was basically done anyway. I just wanted to say, uh, get that out of the way. Was like, I felt sorry for, for his mom. Uh, that's the only per- person I didn't really, like, hate, basically. And, uh... 
I like the sequence where she f- fucking had her psychotic break because <laughs> it felt it, it felt really no no before that when she was in her in the apartment oh, and the then like she people started hallucinating that she was like the whole apartment became I'm in the show and everything. Uh, it felt weirdly like Lynchian and shit. And yeah, kind of dug yeah, because yeah, of it that. did. But uh, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. I don't. I don't recommend this movie uh, because there's nothing to like about it, really. <laughs> I guess before Chaz mentions his next movie, are we taking any guesses as far as the theme yet? You guys gotta hurry up. We only got two guess, two movies left. You guys can throw something out there. I was curious. Did anybody? Has anybody messaged in? I'm assuming no. But... No, not yet. Yeah. Come on, people. Give <laughs> us something. I don't know. Fucking. The, the, the road to hell's paved with good intentions. Fucking see, like, fucking, <laughs> like there, there is. I'm not gonna like point it out yet because I, I want to like be solid before I say anything. Everything kind of matches up as far as like uh, American History X, uh, this movie, uh, Barbarian, but fucking Jurassic Park just throws me off so fucking hard. I was like. God damn it! There's kind of a theme in all three of those movies, but Jurassic Park. No, there's a, there's a very clear theme in all of them. It's just funny. That's why I chose Jurassic Park first, or it was going to be one of the first two I showed because it was the one that's like, well, what does this have to do with any of the other movies? Um, but it's there. Yeah. Was that, I, was, that, was that an official guess, or was that just a I'm battering I'm off? I'm just thinking and yeah. stuff. I was just like those three movies do have something that I don't want to say yet because I kind of want to like review things before I mention it, but I know we have two more movies left. So Chaz, what is the next movie that we're going to be watching? Okay. I said something before, but I decided just cause I don't care and I'm, I'm going to break it. Um, we're, we're going to watch, we're going to watch them in a different order. So, Actually, let me message something real quick and just make sure before I actually say what I, I'm going to say. So, okay, so um, let's... if you want to go to ch- uh, to commercial, and then I'll announce it after the commercial because I, right. I need a message and ask you something. All right, let's uh, do this one. Ooh, yeah, cool. yeah. Wow! Oh. Somebody put a microphone in front of me. You know what that means, brother. Yeah. I've heard all about this uh, podcasting thing. I think I've been on it a time or two myself, I believe. Uh, it's a little intergalactic for me, a little out there, you know. But that's okay, brother. Yeah. Because on Getting Some Color, you can relive moments, me and my glory. In my moment of glory! Before the yellow and red Brutus, you know who I'm talking about, brother. Yeah, the guy who was backstabbing, hot dog, grandstanding. Forget all about him. You can see the macho man in his glory days. Or you can hear people talking about it, at least. You can watch, too. But hey, that's not what's important. The devil's in the details. Sometimes the details aren't important. Sometimes they are. These details, they're a little bit important. You can catch, get some color. Bi-weekly Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern. Be there. We're not with the same. Wow! Wow, man, freak out! Yeah! (laughs) 
By the way, thank you, Randy Savage, for the ad. And uh, I did watch a video where I actually heard Randy Savage's like normal voice. It was kind of fucking weird. Third job, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's just so him with the he's, the volumes turned down. That's all. Yeah, so the the uh, the drama's been built up. We're coming back from our commercial break. Mm-hmm. Verified to make sure. So uh, next week we are going to be watching Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Oh, good one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, what were all the movies again? Jurassic okay. Park, American History X, Requiem Barbarian. for a Dream. Justin Barbarian. Day? Barbarian. How many guesses do we each get? Two. Two. I'm gonna burn one. We we gotta we gotta entertain people here. I'm gonna take a stab in the dark. Okay, I like it. I was gonna say next. Uh, if you guys weren't going to, you'd have to guess next week because you only have one other chance because you only get yeah. one a week anyway. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna well, give you guys a. I'll make I'll make it make a sweet in the pot. If you guys take a guess today, I will give each person who takes the guess a clue. Okay, if well, you all do it, I'll just I'll give the clue out in there. But if if you if it's individual, then I'll give it. So you got okay. till the end of the show. But Andy, you want to take your stab? You sound like you were you were being brave. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll be brave. I don't need any extra clues or whatever. Um, uh, those that don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. That okay? It's wrong, but it's close. It's not. It's not that far off from it. You just you're you picked a very specific message rather than a than just a a way to describe that overall but it's 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 somewhat close like zach's was actually kind of close too but not exactly the same but yeah but you guys aren't, aren't too far off see you, you thought you were gonna be like well, what does it have to do with anything but um but yeah I, if you guys want to pick something later on just uh feel free to to say hey, right. you guess and then i'll i'll give the the, the clue out I'll I'll think about it, but mine's kind of dumb right now (laughs) as far as like what I think, because like, because since you mentioned Terminator 2, we see John Connor finally, because remember, first movie is before John Connor was born. Second movie is when he's born. And who does he not have a father figure anymore? (laughs) Just like how. Jared Leto's character didn't have a father figure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, okay, I, I, that, that's dinosaurs don't have fathers either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because you might be on something. I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. Okay. Uh, the absence of fathers in the in the nuclear family is tearing America apart. And remember the the kids you know, the kids in Jurassic Park looked at the. <laughs> Oh fuck! What's his name? Uh, Tim. No, no, the guy with the hat. What's his fucking actor's Grant. name? Fucking yeah, Grant. Grant. Yeah, yeah Grant. He was kind of a father figure to the kids, the a little bit. Sam Neil. Yeah, Sam Neil. There you go. But uh, we're doing our last word segment here. Uh, what the hell have we been watching, playing, or doing? And I'm gonna go based off of how our cameras are set up. So Andy, you're going first. Yeah, bitch. Uh, um, Cameras, watch, bitch. Watch, watch and play and doing? Oh, shit. He's not ready. I don't think anything. Well, you said oh, you started watch. playing Metal Gear and then your shit broke. 
Yeah, I cannot capture footage or stream anymore. But yeah, I've been playing the hell out of Metal Gear Solid. Um, right before we started recording, I beat Sniper Wolf the second time in the snowfield. So I'm on disc two. Ooh. Um, also, uh, oh yeah, I wanted to just like name drop the... Um, when I was a kid, I got a guide for Metal Gear Solid. And it's one of the un- unofficial, un- unlicensed, or <laughs> unlicensed, un-whatever, authorized, that's it. Unauthorized. Books from Versus Books. And uh, it's like my favorite guide that I own. I own quite a lot of guides. Uh, it's very funny because the guy will like insert his own little thoughts and stupid little jokes and stuff in the in the margins and at the ends of descriptions and it's it's a uh, it's very funny i just, i don't know it's, if you ever get the chance if you see the metal gear solid versus guide somewhere try to read through it or pick it up i highly recommend it it's it's a good old time but they chose like a, a weird colored font on a dark background and parts of it are kind of hard to look at but other than that it's really good um watched a whole bunch of sopranos uh i'm almost done the season three I don't know if that tells you where I'm at. I don't want to be like, oh, so-and-so's dead or so-and-so did this or whatever. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it because th- that's one TV show. There's like a limited TV show is where I don't want to spoil because it it's so good. Sopranos is one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's 20 years old, I guess. So what? I mean, there's a few things I can say that aren't spoilers. Uh, Meadow's been at college for like four episodes. Um. Is that the season where the like the guy goes up the meadow and he's like, "You got a pretty nice mouth," and he like wipes her face and shit, and then like Meadow goes to Tony. He's like, "Yeah, this guy came up to me and uh, I don't think so." That has not said, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> wait until you see that part." <laughs> fucking, okay. yeah, see what fucking Tony does to him. It's fucking great. I mean, it, honestly, I uh, so I saw the first few minutes of an episode, and I wondered if it if maybe you're not describing what's going to happen in that episode because they're at some weird college party. But um, that's it. Like, I mean, my evening routine has been get home from work, warm up spaghetti that I made, and it's very good. I cooked. I cooked spaghetti. Um, Watch an episode of The Sopranos or two or sometimes three and then play Metal Gear Solid and then go to bed. <laughs> Who is your favorite character in Sopranos? Oh, my God. That's impossible. Um. <laughs> I I really I know most people like Polly a lot. Polly's great. I really like Sal because he's Sal's always great. like, you know, he's, you know, and he also does that impression of Al Pacino. They keep pulling me back. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, Christopher's great. I think you're supposed to like Christopher a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I I love and hate pretty much every character. It seems like I used to hate. Um, not pussy hate, there but, yet. but uh i used to not really like carmella very much but in season three they're really fleshing out her character and like now i really like her too so she gets really good all the way to the end so you're seeing like the progression of her yeah they, they seem to like be taking her character more seriously and they're doing a really good job of it um yeah, I mean, I like most of the characters. <laughs> I like I like anytime Sal turns up. Also, I used to hate Junior, but I'm coming around on him too a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you know, I think there's, he's like the bad guy. Quote, yeah, in season one, so you're kind of supposed to hate him, but now I'm starting to like feel sorry for him. But uh, yeah, I, I'm still really enjoying Sopranos. It's people are like, oh, it's one of the best shows ever made. Maybe it's one of the best shows ever made. <laughs> <laughs> 
I still, um, uh, sorry to interrupt you. I, I still like the last season. Again, I'm not going to spoil it because you haven't seen it yet. But a lot of people give shit about the last episode, but I think it's fucking picture perfect. So I'll just we'll leave see, it at we'll that. See. Um, the only other thing it did is uh, I, re- I read a bunch of stuff, short stories and, and nonsense that Tim Rogers has written. He's uh, He does the Action Button reviews Zach and I both really like. And I don't know, if anyone's watched his reviews, uh, give some of his writing a shot. It's really good. Um, I'll, re- I'll read it. Did yeah. you got to link me. It's long. <laughs> well, they're so not it's short. Long. I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, I mean, they're like short stories and stuff. And yeah, uh, some of them are about video games but they're not uh, in the uh in his doom review he mentions oh there's a short story i wrote about um when final fantasy 6 came out and it ties into all this and it's very personal and if you know where to look you might be able to find it and i might delete it with no without any warning and he did post it and he did delete it without warning but uh some big brain on the action button subreddit figured out how to find it in the wayback machine so i read it that way <laughs> you could never delete from the internet just yeah so you know. i i mean he, he he's that's the thing about his stuff is it's not really collected all in one place it's like some of it is on uh actionbutton.net he has a couple things hidden apparently on the insert credit website he has a medium profile so there's a bunch of articles on medium.com and then he just has just some other stuff just randomly here and there on the internet so I don't know, he's 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 a complete bonkers weirdo and I love him. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. I just, Sopranos and Metal Gear. That, that's been that's been every day for me. Sounds miserable. It just sounds terrible, you know. Oh, yeah, it's been awful. Well, <laughs> you know it's funny uh, with me since Chaz mentioned Terminator Two. I watch Terminator One. There <laughs> you go. All right, Terminator Two, and then. <laughs> And then my dad, because it just came on Netflix, Terminator Genesis was on there. So I sat down and watched it with him. Um, I'm going to defend it a little bit. If you go into Terminator Genesis as a standalone kind of thing, like kind of like a one shot in comic, like a what if happened. um, It's actually pretty good. Um, I actually liked it. A lot of people like get pissed off when it goes veers off the timeline it's a movie of a fucking time travel everybody time travel is always fuckery um and you know they they always like they fucking jerk off to john connor like he's not he's not the leader he shouldn't be the bad guy it's so stupid and i'm just like it's it's a what if it's like in the beginning of the movie you see skynet like fucking infiltrate him before they send kyler reese to 1984 it's a branch of of the timeline. Did you not see Back to the Future? Where you explain this? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm actually I, like I said in the private chat. I'm a Terminator Mark, and Andy knows this. Um, so like, there's two things. There's three things I like. I like Terminator. I like RoboCop, and I like Aliens. That's like the three like action movies franchises that I like adore the most because I've seen it so many damn times. Um, I also played Street Fighter 6 because I watched Evo 
thought you uh, were going to say I also played RoboCop <laughs> or something. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I played RoboCop versus Terminator on Super Nintendo. Dude, I love that game, and people hate that game. I don't know why. I love it. <laughs> so it's a RoboCop. So apparently there was a port of RoboCop that was on the Famicom that I guess was like broken. Like they, I don't know what happened, but the developers fucked it up in the UK, and they made level three impossible. Like, there's no possible way to, to beat it, but the reason they did yeah. that, like, unless you cheat, and if you cheat to get there, then 4 is a buggy mess, and it was actually to reveal that the developers didn't finish the game. <laughs> they didn't, they, so they made level 3 impossible, because they said, ah, fuck it, it's gotta come out, and they just pushed it out, and it was an unfinished game. I can't wait for the new RoboCop game coming out soon. Um, it's like the first-person shooter or whatever. The The... the the same game that uh, that that Terminator first-person shooter game. It's the same developers doing RoboCop, which I'm actually. Oh, that's interesting. It the RoboCop game. I saw reviews for it a couple weeks ago or something. Oh shit! I better fucking buy that shit <laughs> because I gotta I gotta play that. Was um, there just early reviews or something? Probably like early reviews because I think it comes out either like end of August or early September. Oh yeah, um, so review copies would be floating around somewhere. Yeah. So, I also decided to play Sonic 3 and beat it over the week. Yeah. So first time beating it? First time beating it. And, oh, shit. So, and Sonic 3 by itself, or did you did you, did you you do the lock-on with Knuckles there? I did do it by itself. Okay. I didn't, I didn't play no, Knuckles. that's important. That's, that's You got to do that once in a while. I'm curious. Did you did you have to the carnival bullshit? Did you have to look it up to do it, or did you know how to do it already? I'm I'm older and I don't have the same shit. And I I was like, this is bullshit, and I need to fucking look this shit up to do what? That that is the first time I broke (laughs) control when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) You know, carnival nights have the the little spinning cylinder things. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, nails with it. He can fuck it up. Is the problem. It's not a problem no, anyway. No, yeah, I mean, I it down, yeah, you have to hold down. It never tells you. There's nothing that ever indicates no. that you just hold down. And it it's momentum. When you jump on you it, you see it go. It has nothing to fucking do with that. You can literally just hold something down, and as you hold it down, it, it forces it. It forces you to go through after. It, no. It's some weird bullshit trick, and they like pissed off 99% of fucking children, including myself. I fucking hated it. I would no, say 80%. Didn't. No, they didn't. It's 50-50. I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right now it's fifty-fifty. Because uh, and it's not you don't hold down. Actually, you press down and up. Yeah, down uh, and up. By the way, you, you sorry, sorry. Okay, there's a visual representation of what you're supposed to do. Every other one in the game, you jump to make them go up and down, and it's momentum. It yeah, has but when you but, jump, it doesn't happen. So you you say, okay, well, jumping didn't it happen. does. It I'll does try other it. things. It does move when you jump on it. It just doesn't go far no, enough. Not enough. Exactly right. So, so uh-huh. when you try one thing and it doesn't work, you go, fuck this game and turn it off. You just give up. You just don't game. try anything else. <laughs> no, but I, again, six-year-old me didn't know what to fucking do. Or seven-year-old me, however old I was. Well, I did. I did. I, did. Well, I was an idiot child. So I got a question for you guys. I was a fucking better? genius. I don't give a shit. I'll just say I was fucking better than everybody. <laughs> 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 oh dear, that's great. So I got a question for I you. I should be able to repopulate. You all shouldn't. That's just by that fucking. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, sorry. We have like I, I just railroaded your shit. I'm sorry. I love that game, by the way. I just that that part got me as a kid. 
What is your guys' favorite like Sonic? Because like I used to love one. I love three now. I think three is my favorite Sonic. I always say three and Knuckles because it's considered one game by Sega. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I, I, I might I might actually choose two because nostalgia is a hell of a thing. And it was yeah. the very first Sega game. Like I, it, I had the whole the, it was literally the very first video game my sister and I ever owned. We got a Genesis with Sonic 2 for Christmas, and that was the very first game I ever owned. And then nice. we opened Aladdin right after that. But still, Sonic 2 was the oh. first game I ever owned. Oh. Yeah. No, it was my first experience playing on the Sega. We had, uh, or I didn't have it. My aunt had an NES, and I, I before that, I had played like Mario and Mario 3. But, but yeah, the, the Genesis was the thing. So 2 is probably the one that stands out. It's also the first game I remember like that that I owned that I also beat. Like, I remember beating that game after, like, dealing with the Eggman Metal Sonic bullshit. I didn't beat Sonic 3 as a kid. I had to wait till I was a fucking adult. So, it's hard beating to Sonic really 3 say. is a lot easier than beating Sonic 2, in my opinion. Uh, well, I, just, I mean, different <laughs> things. You're talking to the person over here that's, like, fucking Platinum Cuphead and Dark Souls, but fuck Sonic 3. I mean, but when yeah, it comes it, to barrels that float, I don't know. Fucking barrels, <laughs> just, just... I can't dodge roll a barrel. Yeah, I can't dodge roll <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking praise the sun, goddammit. Speaking oh, of shit. Man, Speaking man of... Dub, Dubs 3 is the best. 3 and Knuckles is the best. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. still, I mean, 2 is harder, but if you play 3 and Knuckles, you skip the very final boss in 3. How how much of your hair do you pull out fight that boss? I fucking hate that boss. Oh, I, that boss I, I love that too. boss, but I hate that boss. It's, hate it's it so a much. little tiny window to hit him. It's yeah, a it's tough like, boss, but I've never really hated it, per se. Yeah, it's annoying. It's kind of like the carnival level in boss form. I know you guys are probably going to hate me because you guys played it on like the legacy systems. I played it emulators, so I use a lot of the save states (laughs) just to like. I'm not going to get mad. That's fine. Play it on your iPhone. I don't care. Play it wherever you can play it. Yeah, I uh, I didn't get to answer. Uh, My favorite is nobody cares. Is You're just jealous because I figured this shit out, and I'm genetic. I'm genius, so you don't get you don't get to say it. <laughs> I, no, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have more of a say than you in this matter. <laughs> my uh, my favorite game is probably Sonic CD. What I think is the best is probably Sonic. Oh yes, yeah. that's a good way to put it. Two is my favorite because of the nostalgia, but three and Knuckles is the 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 optimal way to play. Is like Sonic, it's, it's both yeah. for me. It's my Sonic CD is, is that the the cool theme song? Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. Uh, yeah, it's got the two soundtracks. Uh, but I was gonna say like it's gotten improved upon because of like ports that came out for it later. They they made some changes with the mechanics and shit. It's made it a lot more uh, playable than what it used to be. <laughs> so yeah. uh, now here's the question: How how does Sonic 3D Blast stack up? Is it just like we shit on it and hate it, or do you guys have like some weird thing for it? It's like okay. I shit on it and hate it. However, there are brain dead idiots on the internet who have a lot of nostalgia for it, and they think it's good, and they're wrong. Pe- people okay just game. people just want want to be able to say all the Genesis Sonic games are good. I bet the people because that like they're the lazy. Game they don't want to think Requiem for a Dream is a good movie. By the way, it's, a, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a weird thing for the Sonic 3D Blast. I think it's because it's a nostalgia thing, but I did. I, it's divisive. I didn't like it. 
Uh, you ever played a game that, like, you know, you don't like it, but you grind through it anyway, and then, like, you have some weird, yeah. fun memory yeah, because you played it? Especially when you're a kid. P- PS3 game. Yeah. yeah. I had the video rental thing where I had the time limit to beat Sonic 3D Blast, I got to the final boss, and I died, and I was like, fuck, I gotta start over. So I had to do it all over again, like, that same night, so I managed to do it and win, and, and like, beat the game. And then you so were treated like, cool. static images and credits. Yeah, uh, but... It, I it, bought somewhere, that game, I think. Somewhere in the depths of YouTube, there's a. I did a whole video back when I thought I was going to be the next fucking JonTron or what the fuck ever. I made a whole video about what I think about that game, and like it's just it's very imperfect. Is is my oh, is the no, most distinct way I can put it. I want to do a shameless plug because Zach last episode uh, did a teaser trailer of the game, and I think this would be a great episode talking about Sonic. So maybe well, that. We're going to talk about Sonic on the internet? No way. Oh, man. <laughs> Only they're going to talk about my favorite They're going to be putting Sonic. me in a group home before I know it. My favorite <laughs> Sonic is the one, that one from 2006 where he kisses that, that weeboo. He, he kisses the lady? Yeah, I love yeah, that. I like, I like that one. It made furries mainstream. Lady might be a little generous. <laughs> he kisses those polygons. He I'm pretty sure he that... was Epstein Island when he kissed her. He kisses oh, that teenager. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 Sonic did not kill himself. Sonic uh, himself is a teenager, so it's okay. It's the last uh, chili dog, and it's night night forever. Uh, <laughs> uh, to kid- continue what I was doing, um, I went down to Genesis Hole, um, and when yeah. I mean by Hole, I mean by two games. So it was Sonic Three, and then I played Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Because oh I- no, why? <laughs> hey. Man, how fucking hype were you that I thought I accept that? You're like you went from like your nipples get hard. Yeah, it's hard right now. <laughs> you went from like the fucking penthouse to the outhouse, and like those two fucking selections there. That game sucks. I just I fucking hate it. So much. <laughs> there's no good, dude. There's like only like two good. Ter- what? What? There's okay. The Terminator for Sega CD is actually pretty solid, believe it or not. I like the one uh, with the bazooka in uh, the Super the, Nintendo. The little, yeah, good. the little shooter game. It's okay. Yeah, uh, arcade game. Play play Terminator for Sega CD. The soundtrack kicks fucking ass. It's like somebody decided to make like a prog rock. Tommy Tellerico did one song. Tommy Tellerico, <laughs> Amico <laughs> Tellerico, that's him. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, he did several songs on it. I'll, I'll give did. him credit. He did several. The other guy did one or something. Yeah, yeah. So I went through halfway of that game, and I was like, "This, I can't do it anymore." <laughs> and I stopped playing because Evo was on, and that was the next thing I watched. I watched uh, the top. Six, they're not doing top eight anymore, which is weird. Um, yeah, people are so mad about that. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna talk about Evo too, but continue. Yeah, so I, I watched that and I got like I want to learn Cami more because Punk's fucking Cami is fucking awesome. And Blanca, uh, I forgot his name, Melonard, I think his name is uh, Menardi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his Blanca is fucking crazy, man. I want to learn Blanca now. Uh, so, like, I was practicing a little bit. I bought a hor- that Hori controller that I showed you guys on. The the pad? Yeah, the pad. I like those things. Yeah, so it, that's coming tomorrow. Oh. And I'm super excited for that. Because, like let I said, how, yeah, let me know how it is. I'm curious about that one. Yeah, because I have a fight stick, but like, it's uncomfortable for me um, as far as like using it. Uh, and dude, Street Fighter 6 
was amazing to watch the pros play it because there was so much shit that was going on. By the way, um, did you see the whole thing, Chaz? You know who won? Yeah, yeah. Angry okay. Bird. I did, yeah, Angry took, Bird took won it. A fucking homeless Ken character won, uh, which was uh, which was great. And I Ken won? It. No, he was Ken one. I guess. Yeah. yeah, actually, I I loved it because Angry Bird throughout that entire top six uh, in his sets, like dropped his combos multiple times. Yes, and it was like throwing shit, and he would still just find a way to like just jab out and win. So it just shows how like stupidly good Ken is as a character, but also he's just a very well composed player. Like he didn't let that sweat him and lose. Like he. Because, again, it also shows, like, even pros drop combos, which is also the argument of, oh, well, this is why modern's better, because modern, you don't have to worry about dropping your combos, because it's... Uh, but that's that's a whole different discussion for different times. Yeah, there was a, ch- a modern Chun-Li in the top six, and I believe she lost to Tokido, I think? I, I don't remember. Or Menard, yeah. I think. Be- oh, be- I'll look up the name, because the guy that did it is, like, it's not just some random guy. He's, like... Like the Mount Rushmore of like fighting game players, like yeah. it's one of the most legendary fighting game players ever. So for him to choose to play modern controls is a big deal. Uh, and, and it was kind of weird. Like usually you see like Daigo, like like not even in the top eight, but at least like top ten maybe or twelve. Um, and he was not there at all, which was kind of weird. And Justin Wong wasn't there either. But Tokido. He's he's a, a guy that's you know always made the top eight, but now the top six, and he lost, and it was like weird for me because I was like, oh man, Tokido knows how to like pull out wins out of his ass and shit. Hatani uh, has the guy that played Chun-Li. Yeah, Hatani is a, he's a, he's a known character or yeah. a known uh, pro. Um, yeah. So so it's funny enough. Angry Bird, Mina RD, and Punk were like the top three players in Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. So, they translated really players. well. What Menard, is it? Uh, Menard, uh, Menardi, and uh, Punk were pad players. Yeah, they play with pad. Like, which is actually another good representation too. That you don't have to play with stick. Everyone has their preference on what they play. Like you were asking before, like, a lot of people play the hitbox now, which to me is like that just blows my mind. I, hitboxes are still like insane. I'm just like, what? But. Uh, I don't know. And if I can find a good pad, the biggest reason I switched was because the PS5 controller does not lend itself to be a good Mm-mm. controller at a base. It's not a good, not a good D-pad. It is not a pad. good, it is not a good controller for fighting games. So if I can find one that'll work, because my, my Hori won't work with PS5 uh, games, then I might go back to pad. But for now, I'm happy with my, my stick. But it was good to see different representation, including the guy that was playing with the Hurt Box. With all the sticks, yeah, the the myth of the the stick be, being the be all end all for pro play was dispelled a long time ago. Thankfully, well, that's yeah. that's a lot of people when like because when crossplay happened, people were like, "Oh, you're playing against PC players; they're always gonna like have advantage with you." I'm like, "Bitch, no!" That's like, really? it, one, there's always auto aim aim assist for controller people because of the advantage of the the mouse and key and all that stuff. But I always hate when people are like, it, 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 "I know this is like different," but like when it comes to anime, like, "Oh, dub versus sub and stuff," I'm like, "Does it really <laughs> fucking matter?" And I'm like, yeah. like, 
stop. stop. I don't think it matters anymore because like latency issues, like the, the 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 minor things don't matter now. Like there there's so many ways to be able to play at an optimal level. You just pick the preference that works for you. Yeah. So and, it's it's what it is. And talking about Evo too, since we're on this, uh, they announced Aki um, as a new character. So this is the news I'll just bring up. Um, and they're doing a crossover with Ninja Turtles, which uh, Turtles, it, it was really cool how they presented it because they like brought this Capcom band. I for, I think it was like I forgot their band name, but they did like the sound design and soundtrack for Street Fighter Six, and then they just started playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and people were like, "What the fuck?" And then all of a sudden, like they announced like the the crossover that's happening. Um, and it, apparently it's like skins and stuff that you could buy in there, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's know. for your battle hub characters, basically. Like, they're not in the game. They just made skins for the battle hub and, like, the creative character stuff. And World Tour. Turtles are getting in all the yeah. fighting games, though. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Aki is, like, the, uh, like, Fang, if you remember the character Fang, but better. <laughs> she has, like, poison and shit and all that stuff, so... Uh, and just another announcement from Evo, Killer In- Instinct is getting rollback uh, netcode and all that stuff and getting some upgrades. So I'm kind of excited for that. Fatal Fury. Be- and Fatal, Fatal Fury. Fury. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to hit them. It was my stuff. Mortal Kombat revealed Reptile and Havoc and uh, Ashra, uh, which are two characters that ha- ha- the latter two haven't been in a game in 17 years. Which is cool, and Reptile's finally in a game, and he's not a fucking lizard all the time. Like they, they made him handsome. <laughs> they actually like, gave him like a really cool backstory, and like did some neat stuff with how like his, his whole trailer looked awesome. Reptile's uh, fucking badass. I'm gonna main him again. I don't give a fuck. And then they announced is. for for anime fighters. Uh, they announced um, the season three stuff for Guilty Gear Strive, uh, and Johnny is gonna be. The first DLC, and then what was it? Uh, Undernight in Birth, uh, ST2 or Unist, to short it, uh, is going to be coming out uh, shortly. I think it's winter 24, which is kind of cool. That's actually an underrated game. I remember playing that as an anime fighter. It's got some really cool concepts to it, um, but the characters are very weird. There's a lot of weird, like, steampunk Nazis. I don't know. It's very strange. That, that, that prevents you from playing the game as much? No, it's just like the story stuff is like, it's just wild nonsense. It's just like any other like Arxis fighter. They just do some really weird Oh, like, Guilty Gear has stuff. an insane, insane fucking story. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The story is is absolutely ridiculous. But like the gameplay itself is really fun. Well, I've Guilty enjoyed playing Gears. Strive recently. Strive, like they have that uh, Pirate May where it's like a pirate full of children uh, owned by like an adult and stuff, which is weird. Pirate um, orphanage. She's yeah. like Madeline, but a pirate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there it is. <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, just to sign off on my thing, on my last word, I watched SummerSlam. Uh, we had like Messenger going and all stuff. It, it was decent. Uh, kind of upset about the Bloodline storyline since they've been like knocking it out of the park lately and something stupid happened where. Just, Andy, just to give you some clarification, um, they're like turning this bloodline, which has Roman Reigns, the Usos, and Paul Heyman part of the picture, and there's like, you know, drama stuff happening, 
and Jay is facing Roman Reigns in SummerSlam. And uh, he was like fighting for his brother um, who got injured by Solo and Roman Reigns. And Jimmy, uh, Jay's brother, uh, interfered in the match and screwed Jay. And we're just like, what the fuck? Fuck is this bullshit? It's so stupid. Since we're talking about this, I have a question because I, I hadn't been watching it like, like, you know, excessively to like keep up with the story. But I just knew like what the buildup and stuff was in general. The whole thing apparently was they announced this to be tribal combat or something. Tribal and combat, yeah. Was there yeah. an explicit rule that was announced that family was not supposed to get involved? No. No, okay. it's just that it's a no DQ. That's okay. all. Okay, that, that, well, that's what I I wondered because there are, like, again, depending on where you look, there are some groups of people that argue that they announced it and then they kept saying it over and over on, on television that tribal combat meant no... No bloodline member is supposed to be involved explicitly. But then other people that say the same thing, that's no DQ. And I was like, well, I don't know which is which. Because on one hand, if it's one, it actually makes the whole turn thing even worse. Because not only did that happen, but Solo Sokoa was involved the entire fight. So that just negated yeah. the whole thing, right? But I just was curious. Um, I... <laughs> It was funny during the match because uh, I don't know if you guys familiar with Greg Miller. Um, he's in kind of funny uh, podcast and he also used to do IGN and all that stuff. Uh, he was like when they went into the crowd and stuff, there was this one guy yelling. He's like, do this for your brother, Jimmy. Like, Roman, oh. don't do this, you piece of shit. <laughs> and all that stuff. And that was just Greg Miller yelling at uh, in the crowd. It was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> okay. helps you, it helps you cope with no it. I also watched it. I didn't like the ending, but more just the boring. Like, just I'd be fine with Roman just like dominating somebody and winning clean for some way, and like it being some tragedy, but just like a hard fought thing, and he he gets the win and goes over. But the uh, there was a neat little thing to take from it, even though this whole recent twist thing didn't make as much sense. But Jimmy has cost Jay the title match that he's had against Roman all three times at the very beginning. Jay, when Jay and uh, Roman first fought, when Roman first won the belt, Jimmy threw in the towel. So that was what cost the match, even though he wouldn't tap out. And then the second match was an I quit match. And in the I quit match, uh, Roman put Jimmy in the guillotine. And that's what forced Jay to say, I quit. Because he refused to quit for himself, but he quit for his brother. Mm -hmm. So Jimmy is actually right at the middle of why he has lost every title match he's had against Roman. So that's kind of a neat thing, but that doesn't fix that. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. It also, it also doesn't fix that you turn on Roman to get your brother to turn on Roman. And then after you both turn on him, you turn on your brother to go back to Roman. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely some it's it was me, Austin. It was me the whole time. It was uh, got that feel to it. And I've I've heard people already try to like smoke copium and like make it make more sense. I've seen it. They're like, have you ever have you never heard of jealousy? It's like, oh, yeah. so he's supposed to be jealous of Jay? Like, what the fuck? I mean, what I literally shared, that like that little bit, I mean, it's true, so it's a neat thing to tie to it, but that's copium. That's literally what that is. Someone putting that out and said, oh, but Jimmy's been doing this the whole time. And I was like, yeah, has he? No, not really. Not really. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that doesn't really make sense. I mean, uh, it gets his brother, too. I Whatever. Uh, 
Yeah, the reason why I brought this up because uh, Zach, you said you're going to have a job work, and we're not going to be doing getting some color this yeah, week. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm not going to have time to do it this week, unfortunately. Because yeah. yeah, we got to get yeah. her color in now. Yeah, yeah so that's all I've been doing. Um, Chaz, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Well, we've been doing a lot of the same shit, apparently. So bled into mine, but uh, I thought you guys would think this was funny. I watched Requiem for a Dream yesterday. I was so bummed out by watching it that I immediately watched the Dark Side of the Ring New Jack episode because I, I needed to feel good about how drugs could do something good. You need to feel a positive example of drug use. <laughs> I just remember it was, I was hot. I was hot as fuck. <laughs> My only regret was that motherfucker didn't die on the way down. What <laughs> like, I tasted him, and I said, "He said I can't feel my legs, Jack." He said, "You don't need them. Bombs away." Shitty <laughs> like, tried to kill him. I know we talked about this over and over, but oh, that, that it made me feel oh. better. And then after watching that, um, I I watched some other dark side, but I don't get to. But just covering what I watched in like a sequence, I watched Knock at the Cabin because it was up and recommended and I was like I'm kind of interested it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie with Dave Bautista that came out I don't know if anybody's watched it or not um, it wasn't quite what I was expecting it to be and it was a, it was a little strange um, it went in this weird existential thing and I don't know I, I feel like overall the movie was kind of okay yes. it just took a very it still just took a very weird like turn of how the events played out and it was it was trying to push this this big this there there are things that are much bigger than yourself and you're not supposed to understand it type of thing but still the premise was kind of dumb and like what they had to do at the end but it did do something uh and i mean i'll just spoil it doesn't spoil what happens but it just again it just still makes you it spoils at least some of the premise at the beginning of the movie the base idea is that would you sacrifice one of your loved ones or someone you care about the most if it meant you would save the world? Like that was effectively the entire dilemma of the movie is a group, a married couple uh, is, is two men and their adopted daughter are in a cabin and oh, cabin Dave Batista uh, and uh, Dave Batista and his group of people show up and tell them that the world is going to end unless you do this. And they go, so it plays with that premise, and it's like one of those movies. If I watched this movie before I was married and had a kid, I'd probably just think this movie was really fucking stupid. But it, and I felt like it was kind of like, oh, this is uh, like it took me back down off the high watching New Jack. I was like, shit, I might have to watch New Jack again. But then the <laughs> ending got me emotionally. So then I was like, shit. But it it hooked me in a cheap way. It's kind of like a low-hanging fruit. It was like, well, of course, if you make me feel for the idea of whether I would sacrifice the people I care about most just to save the, the, you know, the rest of humanity or make sure that to secure a future for my daughter or something, yeah, that, that, that's a heavy type of thing to think about, but that doesn't make it good. So I don't know. I feel like it was a really cheap way to get me to have tears. So I, was, I, I don't know if I like it. I don't think I do. I'd much rather prefer beating aliens with baseball bats. But thanks for that, Mr. M. Night Come Along. But I like anyway, signs. I like signs. Yeah, that's mm. fine. I like Kill Devil. Is, sorry. The one with the, the evil De- elevator. Devil was good because I, really I was really turned off. I was turned. I was really turned off by a uh, lady in the water. <laughs> that, that really ruined. And then the Avatar movie. I was like, what is he doing now? There's a twist in this movie. 
It's just a bad version of something I watched on Nickelodeon. That was the uh, twist. That, that was the twist. <laughs> so uh, I, I did go on a big run watching some Dark Side stuff. So I watched um, the rest of Dark Side of the Ring season four. Um, actually, there's an episode tonight. The Marty Jannetty episode airs tonight. Probably gonna watch it right after this. Watch that. <laughs> but I watched the Adrian Adonis episode, which was was all right. I didn't know too much about Adrian Adonis, so it's kind of interesting. But um, and I watched Abdul the Butcher. That episode is really fucked up. Uh, it's it's. I, it, if any of you watched it, or Zach, have you no, watched it? Yet? I haven't seen it yet. I fell off on the show. Okay, After cool. I, first two episodes. I'll, uh, I'll I'll save my opinion on. It. I, w- I really want to talk to you at some point, maybe in private about it, because it is really interesting what has happened in his life yeah. and some of and just some of the stuff that gets brought up near the end. I don't spoil it, but it's, I, it's I know about about it a bit, but I still need to watch the episode. Yeah, watch it because I didn't know. I knew a little too, but I was like, I didn't know all of this, and then it's like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. So then it's like shit, but. Uh, and I watched the Bam Bam Bigelow episode. Um, the Bam Bam Bigelow episode, ironically, is a better story about drug addiction than Wrecking for a Dream could ever be. Huh. It actually is. It's, it is actually a real-life true story of a guy who could have had everything and was still pushing himself to do this stuff and then had a doctor that was just literally showing up to parties and giving him whatever he wanted and whatever pain mill pain meds and pain pills and he ended up just getting injured wrong you know wrong place wrong time type of thing and then he ended up just going off the wagon and then he ended up dying of an overdose so yeah it is literally a story about how drugs will ruin you even if you could be the, the greatest thing ever uh so it's kind of sad um and then i watched the bash of the beach episode uh, <laughs> holy Obviously. shit i feel very weird because I already knew how I felt about Vince Russo, and I think overall Vince Russo being in wrestling was a bad thing overall. You believe me, bro, right, bro? However, <laughs> however, again, you're only getting so much story, and they actually feed more into what his story is than the rest of the story. Because um, you only have, again, it's effectively him versus Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan. Well, Hulk Hogan's not on there to talk. Yeah. And so it's literally just his word against Eric's and they really give him a way more of a platform to talk than Eric does. But Eric shuts down a lot of it. So it's just to hit one word versus the other. And then Jeff Jarrett is just oddly the voice of reason and calm through all of that. Well, I shouldn't say oddly. He's, he's always been that, I think in a way, uh, but, uh, and they, so, then, but Jeff Jarrett's words often help solidify that. Okay. Well, yeah, he's crazy and has bad ideas, but he's not wrong about, Hogan fucking this whole thing up. So it's just an interesting, like, perfect storm of how Hulk Hogan's abuse of power and getting a literal clause that says he has full control of his creative and can choose when or when he doesn't want to lose completely fucks the whole thing. And then because of that, Russo's ego just goes ape shit, and that's why we get Bash to the Beach the way it is. Because otherwise, it made a lot of sense of what they wanted to do. They just went into a clusterfuck of, yeah. of how they got to it because Hogan at the last minute decided, no, brother, that doesn't work for me. It doesn't work and, for me, brother. But again, that, everybody should have known that anyway. Vince Russo created Brawl for All because he just didn't like how JBL acted in the back because he thought he was a bully and wanted someone to punch punch him in the mouth. So he's like, you know what? I'll create this whole thing that'll ruin the career of like two people and, and just look bad for wrestling in general and expose the business 
just so I can get him punched in the mouth. Give give everybody fucking injured, a bunch of unneeded concussions and shit. <laughs> just... mm-hmm. Like I said, it ruined two careers. Like Doctor Steve Williams, Doctor Death never recovered. Like it just blew his entire through. run. His yeah. career was over, and then the guy that won the whole thing Bart ruined Gunn. his career because he wasn't supposed to. Poor Bart Gunn gets fucked by the whole thing. Uh, bro, but yeah, wrestling's it's weird. not even real, bro. Just it doesn't like, even bro. matter, bro. Wrestling doesn't matter. Well, anyway, that carny fuck. Uh, <laughs> and I've, then I've been watching a bunch of tales from the territories. Those, those stories are interesting. The one about Andy Coffin was really cool. That's the one that oh, stuck yeah. out most notably. But I've watched the one. I, I haven't watched them all. I'm currently halfway through the one about Portland where uh, Roddy Piper got his start. I need to watch more of that show. I didn't get around to watching it. Really. Yeah, I watched some of the Polynesian. I watched AWA. Um, I watched Stampede. That one was a good one. Uh, good stories from from that stuff, but I, I won't get into too much of that. Um, uh, so last weekend, as far as what I played, uh, I played some Street Fighter uh, and been playing ranked. And got I think I talked to you guys about it. Got to platinum and ranked, and then immediately went on a losing streak and back down to gold five. So we're right at the cusp of, of the platinum again. So for what it's worth, normally when you get to a rank, you can't go below it any further. Like, if you get to gold, you can't go back to silver. Get silver, you can't go, you know. But when you get to platinum, you can drop back to gold. And also, you can no longer get win bonuses. So when you win from to get to platinum, to diamond, to master, you just have to win and grind. And each win is 50 points, and each loss is 40. And I think it's like 12,000 points to get to, to master. So it's just a fucking slog. It's what it is. So probably we'll stop it. Or just kind of be dead in the water right in platinum with Manone. But I gotta, maybe I'll pick another character up and try with someone else. Well, but, once I get my controller and my pad, we should start doing like a party for Street Fighter Six. me, you, and Zach. I, I'm up for that. I, I Honestly, yeah. that's the biggest thing. I want to get sets in and play. And then uh, I've helped a, a local group uh, here start a, a regular event. We're going to start rotating fighting games that we do every Friday night. So this Friday is our first official event and we're going to do guilty gear strive. And I, other than picking it up, I think Zach, actually the day that it came out or something, I got it. And I think you would come over shortly after that. We were hanging out or doing something and we played it. And that was the only time I had touched it after that. So, like we so played, the time I played it. <laughs> yeah. I literally hadn't played it since then. Uh, and then, uh, was goofing off on it or whatever, but yeah, uh, it's not inherently difficult to pick up, but the curve gets higher because there's a lot of tech and stuff to it. But I, I'm looking into that a little bit. I'm going to go probably get basically rinsed by a bunch of scrubs, but whatever. Um, but it'll be fun. The guys I've met there so far are, are pretty cool. And it's nice to have that, that type of community feel. Again, nothing ever beats being able to play those types of games in person. Like it's just so much better than, like doing sets like that and friendlies versus playing online. So that, yeah. it's just a cool thing to have. Um, and then I think the following week we're planning to play street fighter, but, um, but that said, play a little bit of that, play a little bit of rock band, but that's nothing new. Um, that's, and I haven't, I didn't do any Pokemon stuff. This was, was weird. This was the week that there was no Pokemon, no card game stuff. Uh, the newest set comes out Friday. So I'm sure I'll have some stuff that I pre-ordered showing up this week so next week i'll talk plenty about that stream it opening are you opening it or at least time i'm, I'm yeah. spending all my other time packing like the next time you guys see this i'll probably not have any of this shit up and then the time after that i won't even be in this house anymore so Whoa. 
Yeah, I'm just holding a different area, but he's going to Coney Island. Yeah, me and Russo, we're gonna, we're gonna start our own wrestling circuit. No, he's in Evansville, fun. Indiana now. Oh fuck him, Indiana, <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> Other than that, anything else? Yeah, we already talked about the news stuff, Mortal Kombat, and all of our gaming stuff. All right, Zach, Big Z, take us home, homie. All right. I was catching up on some Dark Side of the Ring stuff, too. I've only seen two episodes, though. Watched the Match of the Beast 2000 thing, and we kind of already went over that. Uh, uh, I will say real quick, it was interesting that they did not know that uh, Jeff Jarrett is, like, Vince Russo's friend, and he was one of his hand-picked guys in that whole thing. They did not really mention that. <laughs> interesting. But uh, That makes like, way more sense, hearing that, because it's like, Seems like he was kind of favored. Because <laughs> was Jeff favored. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett's like rise didn't happen until Russo gets there, and then he just skyrockets in the company. Another another thing that's worth noting is he's the one that brought Russo into TNA. So mm. there you go. Anyway, <laughs> I watched the uh, Matt Bourne one as well. Mm. Um, There's another guy who had uh, really bad drug addictions that fucked his life up too. <laughs> yep. Uh, he was Doink the Clown. That's mostly what he's known for. I got mad at the person who didn't know that he died. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. Well, his daughter believes that she fucking killed him. And I don't know. I kind of believe that a little bit. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. It's kind of like her, her explanation of the events don't match like what the fucking the paramedics records and shit say. So like it's she's lying or some shit whatever oh the timing and stuff yeah that's all yeah. sketchy uh but uh that guy was a real talented dude but he had a lot of personal issues it just kind of fucked his life up unfortunately uh i also watched SummerSlam uh last weekend and uh i want to give a shout out to uh cody and brock they had the match of the night in my opinion <laughs> I think I saw Brock's dick. Yeah, everybody's making fun of Brock because Cody beat the shorts off of him. <laughs> His shorts got ripped up. It, it was weird. It's just kind of, but that's something that you'll remember forever about that match. Yeah, you make you make a man expose his dick in in, in front of a crowd of people. He'll shake your hand. It's just mm-hmm. like that. It's just like that spot <laughs> where Cody tries to he grabs at the turnbuckle pad and then Brock suplexes him and he flings the turnbuckle pad way out into the crowd. You always remember that. It sticks out in your head. Especially the guy who catches the turnbuckle. Have a seen yeah. here. <laughs> it's funny though, because everybody's like, oh tired of this feud. I don't give I don't care about Cody. Uh Brock's boring. And then they had like the best match. <laughs> Just, yep. Best match of the night. Suck it. <laughs> And everybody, nobody could shut up about how Brock shook his hand and was like, love you, brother, and then left. And then while he was leaving the arena, they even recorded it backstage. He's like, have a good flight home, Cody. And he's like smiling and shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, everybody likes that version of Brock Lesnar. I don't know. (laughs) I guess they also announced later that he's going to be taking a hiatus. Yeah, he takes hiatus. He's taking his break before he comes back, probably around Rumble season or whatever. So that's a nice thing. But everybody was, like, super mad about that whole thing. But what they don't realize is Brock – how many times has Brock, like, been beaten like that 
like cleanly loses and then gets up and shakes the hand of the person he loses and raises their hand. I don't remember a time he's ever put anybody over like that. He hasn't. Never specifically like that. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. And he, he, that was so, not planned. That was yeah, the other I was thing. Say, they, yeah, they announced that it wasn't planned. So Brock did that of his own volition. It's pretty cool. That's just pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, also too. But it, the the show overall was all right. It was it was okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't amazing. Uh, hey, I like, get that that uh, that battle royal win. Yeah, yeah, it's cool that he yeah. won that battle royal. And it's continuing his push. Uh, They're gonna wait until he just gets lukewarm and then just go. You know what? Now's the time. Yeah, <laughs> may, I hope not. We'll see. But he's getting in a few with Miz now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I played Tactics Ogre some more. I got nothing else to say about it. I'm still chipping away at it. It's just a long game. Those Tactics RPGs are long games. Uh, I played... uh, I had a buddy over and we did a lot of random retro gaming kind of shit. And uh, I was... uh, We were playing stuff on my Sega CD and we were just playing random games. And then after he left, it stopped reading discs. Damn. (laughs) And like I have to say, it's not just a regular Sega CD. It's a CDX. It's that small unit that was like the Genesis and the Sega CD together in one thing. Not a big deal. Just run down the Kmart and pick up another one. Yeah, I'll just pick another one up for about four hundred dollars. Not yeah, you, working. No, you can get a, you can get them retail at Circuit City. My, that's my favorite thing. I went to search for a new one. And it's like four hundred dollars untested. Four hundred dollars not working. Four parts. It's, just, it's like fuck. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna. It really sucks because that was always a, a big point of pride in my uh, game collection, and uh, it might potentially be toast. I gotta look at switching out the uh, laser, uh, and if that doesn't work, I don't know. It might be toast. So, <laughs> uh, a Radio Shack. Yeah, I wish you'll have the Polymega soon anyway. I hope so. There's it. Things seem to change a lot from compared to like what those guys always say. Yeah, yeah, they don't know. Uh, but it, they seem fairly confident about this whole fall delivery thing. And I, I allegedly I fall into that timeline that I should get mine this fall. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, that was kind of s- stressful. I, I basically spent the rest of my evening trying to figure out what to do about that and blew. Blew the re- yeah, I blew the rest of my evening just trying to like find replacements and all this shit, but I got over it. I pretty much just resigned myself to, eh, I'll get this polymega thing or I'll buy a laser and if I don't fix it, fuck it. Uh, if I don't get my polymega, fuck it. I'll just get a refund and maybe buy a new one or some shit, whatever. The the optical thing, the laser seemed cheap at least. Yeah, it's like 45 bucks and there's like no so- you just have to desolder an anti-static point apparently and i guess That's i can easy. do that yeah so <sighs> there's that there's not much else happy gaming to talk about uh i read a little batman book uh batman demon <laughs> and it's demon. uh it's oh, just that a the sto- horror one no uh. <laughs> not really uh the I think I just read a horror one before. I was talking about Batman the Wild. <laughs> but, uh, like, it's just a short story where Etrigan shows up and asks him to help him do something, and it turns out to be this thing that isn't really what he thought it was because Etrigan's a demon, and demons lie because that is their nature. Except that one uh, lies and rhymes. 
Yeah, that's I love Etrigan. I don't know why. I just I, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just well, I didn't bring it up. I watched that recent thing that the movie that's been put up uh, that has him in it. I just anytime he's on in or in comics, dude, any form of media, they always have him rhyme in some lame way. No, I love it though. I did too. It's awesome. It's, it's good. It's just like uh, well, you really stretch that sentence. But all yeah, right. he kind of goes around his elbow to get to his wrist every time he talks. But yeah, the fucking. <laughs> But uh, like uh, it's a pretty good little little short story with Etrigan and, and Batman, and there's like a neat, neat little twist at the end, and they don't kill each other, and Etrigan even begrudgingly respects Batman at the end of it. Uh, it's cool. Uh, I could recommend it. I guess if you find it, it's like dirt cheap if you ever find it in a comic shop or something. Uh, there's also I, I found a series of. Two, two volumes of like Etrigan books that Garth Ennis wrote and I don't know if he does does he do art as well I'm not that fami- so. I'm not that familiar with Garth so he just wrote it and there's some artists that did this and it looks like it was done in the early to mid 90s or whatever because the art is like super 90s like in a good way like it it, it feels like art that would uh, um, complement Garth Ennis's writing I'll put it that way in the nineties, but it's Etrigan <laughs> and it's like really interesting. I'm not, I want to buy these volumes and read this shit. Cause like that's Garth Ennis is known for like, he fucking hates superheroes. He always wants to like write military books and shit. And that's like why he only mostly wrote the Punisher ever. Uh, Cause he's not really a superhero or anything, but him writing Etrigan is really interesting and weird. And I'm kind of curious as to how that turns out. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's pretty much all that I did. All right. Before we sign off, uh, Chaz, you said you have one little piece of news. Oh, yeah. I lied. I, I did have Pokemon news. Uh, I am officially a Pokemon professor. Hooray. What does that mean? He's going to so, send kids to their deaths. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, can give away, I can give away gift Pokemon and say, go on now. Be on your way. He's going to wear yeah. a long coat and talk too much. Yeah. So I'm... I start does it now. As, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's perfect. I'm an expert already, but yeah, I, I get I'll get up my white coat. I'm waiting for it to come in, and I'll I'll have access to like exclusive stuff if I help like host events, at, like sanctioned shops and stuff as a judge. So I can judge. Uh, I think it's like certain levels of tournaments, and as I spend more time there, then I can judge at higher levels of events and stuff. But the bigger thing too is I can help host uh, events that help teach people how to play the game. And then again, I just get access to exclusive stuff. Like there's exclusive merchandise and bags and the staff promo cards that you can only get at like pre, uh, the uh, pre uh, release events and stuff like that. Like there's certain things like that that I'll get access to. But the bigger thing I did it for is to help because where I'm moving doesn't currently have a shop that locally has Pokemon. But if they had a professor, they would do it. So I'm hoping that will help. Once I settle in there, the shop owner will start some, doing some doing some stuff. But if not, I'll just drive an hour and go back to where I've been playing. But, nice. But yeah, but yeah, that right. was neat. I'm a, I'll wear my professional shoes. But um, nice. I think uh, I'm excited for next week because I love Terminator. Um, so remember <laughs> to watch Terminator Two: Judgment Day. <laughs> I gotta ask, are you gonna watch it again? Yeah. 
<laughs> just gave, yeah, just gave him an excuse to watch it again. That's He's all. Like, you know what? That's what I needed. I just want to watch I this ha- every week for the rest of my life. I have a Blu-ray that has deleted scenes that I watch. So, and before uh, we before we sign out, do you guys want to take your last guess before, or is no. Andy the only one gonna get the the hero's clue? Okay, I guess. Oh, that count. Yeah, I said, uh, fuck it, I'll guess, and I said my thing. Okay, okay, you guess. Dubs, you can take a guess? Or do you want your, uh, your weird thing about bastards and father figures to be there? I guess trauma? Trauma. It's so theme? broad, though. They're, they're, I mean, it technically, it is something they all share, but it's not the thing that I chose. Uh, so, no. Okay. But, okay, I'll give you guys a, a clue off air. Okay. All right, so, uh, all right, remember next week, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, uh, and that means we have two more. Uh, I I also, I'll give you guys news of what we're doing with our show next week, uh, so be prepared for that. But until next time, guys, remember to watch our podcast on YouTube, um, to like and subscribe on Catch Entertainments and Big Trouble Podcast YouTube channel. We're on Twitch, which is JoeDubs35. We're on all podcast services, so check us out there. Also getting some color, Lost in Nightmares. Uh, and soon our uh, the podcast to surpass Metal Gear will uh, we'll be on there soon. Um, and remember to... Is there a like thing on the podcast? Just listen to us and give us a review. But until next time, guys, peace out. Later. Thanks for listening. What's in the bag? Huh? Um, I'm from Geek TV, and today we're talking to local comic fans and finding out what they're purchasing. Uh, so, what's in the bag? Uh. It's called Brother Sister. That's awesome. And what is that about? Like a brother sister crime fighting duo? Uh. It's about a brother and a sister that fuck. They what? They fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs>